0: You're listening to the Horizons Church podcast. Hello and welcome back. We are continuing our best of series on the podcast while I'm on sabbatical. So without further ado, enjoy.
1: Hey. Hey. hey, man. Hey, brother. It's, it's me. It's Ethan, and it's you. It's Josiah. Thank you for that introduction. You, well, Hey, that's what I'm here for. And actually, it's almost Is that never the only reason you're here. Never what I'm here for, but it does. It it's important,
0: right? Because us, we two, we've known each other our whole lives. Yes, we as we used to say on the podcast,
1: womb to the tomb, womb to the tomb. Yes, and uh, well, today we're also doing an AMA. Yeah. So. Ethan, what do these two strange things have in common? Well, I'm glad I asked. (laughs) Because there's one thing about you I don't know. And I thought, as I asked you, it should be on the record. Oh, boy. Um, Josiah Pitts, my lifelong friend. Are you a cupcake man or a muffin man? I'm a muffin man? Oh, that's good, because I bought you a muffin today on the way to work. (gasps) Yeah. Wow! Yep, that's... uh, This is so
0: exciting!
1: I've waited two weeks to ask you about muffins. (laughs) And now we are sitting across from each other holding bagged muffins. I'm going to drop my muffin on the floor. Is that okay with you? Please drop your muffin. Wow, blueberry. Yeah. Warmed. Oh, yeah, it is. So probably not by the time we're done. (laughs) But I thought it couldn't hurt, and uh, I love blueberry muffins. If you had said no, I would have just bought myself, two. apparently. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) <laughs> that is how we're starting today's AMA on wow. muffins. That is, I'm pleased to hear that we have. This is a kinship that will never die.
0: It truly, truly is. Mm. It's like that scene in Shrek. We are so getting off topic, but you know this is okay. This is what the beginning of podcasts are for. Yeah, mindless good, banter. <laughs> you remember when Lord Farquaad is interrogating? The Gingerbread Man.
1: Vaguely? Do you remember
0: this? And he's like, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> or no, 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 no. The Gingerbread Man is asking Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad is asking, you know, who's hiding, like, the fairy creatures and the Gingerbread is like, do you know the Muffin Man? And he's like, the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! Yes, I know the Muffin Man. I wish I knew the Muffin Man. <laughs> Muffins are great, and I think they're superior to uh, cupcakes. They are, and... Here's the secret. Mm-hmm. They are like cupcakes, mm-hmm. but without the garish and overdone amounts of icing.
1: And without the guilt, right? Amen. Hallelujah. And without the straitjacket. What do you mean by that, Ethan? I'm glad I asked again. <laughs> it's because muffins can be savory or sweet. They're not li- like like yes. cupcakes have to be miniature cakes, and they have to make you feel guilty for eating them because they're just far too many calories, like it or not. Muffins are like, I made a brand. <laughs> <laughs> or I made a oatmeal, like an oatmeal muffin. I'd be so all over that. And today
0: they're made of blueberries. Blueberries, yeah. Oh, God's fruit. Yeah, I'm making that up. Just, there's nothing scriptural about that. Please don't take that to any kind of bank oh, whatsoever, no spiritual bank. or physical. Mm. Well, that was a question. That was a good one. Yeah, it's our icebreaker. And
1: but we have a real one. Yeah, we do. From someone that's not me. And that question goes. I love this too because we're going to get into weird territory. Do people become angels? When they die. ah, uh. mm, Death. <laughs> I'm, I've been very excited for this, this podcast because we're just dipping the toe into some strange waters
0: and it's also about death. It is. Mm. These are true facts yes. brought to you by Ethan. <laughs> Glad you asked, Ethan. <laughs> oh, so yes. Do people become angels when they die? I imagine we've all heard that oh, sentiment before. Definitely heard. Definitely heard. I was not
1: brought up with that, though.
0: Me neither. I'm actually trying to remember the first time I ever heard that, because it's always a well-intended remark. Right. At a funeral home or something. Somebody's trying to comfort the family of the deceased, and they say something like, well, God just needed another angel, and... Oh, my lands! I'm trying to remember the first time I actually ever heard that, but I can't remember.
1: I think I actually was at a funeral home for me, because they have, like, these weird paintings of cherubs. (laughs) in forests, you know what I mean? But they're like actually kind of gloomy color palettes, so there's really no logic to it. And I'm like, what's up with that? (laughs) My mom's like, yeah, okay, some people think this, and
0: we don't, and that was it. (laughs) And that was all! (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're going to. We're actually going to actually talk about it. Yes, because that is the sentiment. You know, you'll hear things like that God just needed another angel. And the implication of that is the deceased spirit has now ascended into the heavens mm-hmm. and has been transformed into an angelic being whatever that may be. Yeah. Cuz here's the other thing about that that I just now realized, there are different kinds of oh, angels. Yes. Oh, so yes. what kind of angel? So the
1: follow up question is what kind?
0: Yeah, are you a what cherubim? Oh, are you seraphim? Yes. Uh what what are you here? Mm,
1: six wings, two wings?
0: Yeah, eyes all over oh, faces. Yes. So, I understand the the sentiment is meant to provide comfort. Right. It's well intended. I don't want to make light of people's intentions. right, 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 right. In saying these things, however, even if the intent is noble, as some famous philosopher somewhere once said, a noble lie is still a lie.
1: Oh, that's actually harder hitting than you would think. It, it,
0: it is. At face value, because it's like, wow, the times, I've been guilty of that. <laughs> <That's>, yes, same. <sighs> so do people become angels when they die? That's what we want to get down to, because it does seem to be a semi-popular idea in yeah. our American context, at least, so... Let's break it down. Where did this idea come from? I have no idea. Okay. I love <laughs> I, uh. This. I actually went around the offices yesterday and asked because I was curious as I was researching and reading. I was like, where did this idea first spring up? Yeah. And I have no idea. And nobody on staff had any idea. Not even Steve Foldar himself knew, wow. had any clue. But my guess was, and again... It really is a guess. Okay. Really not sure. What's well, all we got? The so. apocryphal <laughs> origins of the <this> sentiment. <laughs> but that somewhere along the way, someone read Christ's words in Luke twenty, thirty-four, and 35. Okay. And in reading those words, they performed a valiant exercise and utterly missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> valiant. Because here's what, here's what that text says. Jesus was talking to the Sadducees as the context, and they were asking him about the resurrection. And Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. Mm. Now, he's talking about the afterlife and marriage and the nature of life after death. And he makes that comment... For they are like the angels. In other words, when we're attaining to the life of the resurrection, something changes about us. Right. All that to say, someone, I'm guessing, probably mistook the phrase, for they are like the angels, to mean they are identical. to the angels. Identical
1: in every way.
0: Identical in every way. In other words, they did not take that as an analogy, <laughs> which is how Christ intended it. They took it to be in philosophy. Wow, see, like we're getting into philosophy again here. Yes. You know, craziness. Nobody will care about this, but that's like the difference between univocal and equivocal language. Okay. Univocal. I can't, I never, I always hesitate on how to pronounce that because words are weird. And <laughs> Yes, they are. the other day I mispronounced suave as suave. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to talk, but hey, the cares? point being... There are certain areas in which we will be like the angels, like we won't die, we'll be sinless, right? we won't be given in marriage exactly. in heaven, like right. the exactly. angels. That does not mean we are identical to the angels. We don't become angels. That's not what that text says, nor is that concept actually taught anywhere else in the scriptures. Exactly. And I think that's the key piece of that. Now, I think there is something romantic about This idea of people becoming super powerful, supernatural agents of God roaming to and fro about the earth. Oh, yeah. Oh, unseen. Oh, absolutely. I actually think maybe, perhaps, that is one of the underlying reasons people grab onto this sentiment. I'm wondering if there isn't some sort of comfort in thinking that when their loved ones become angels, then the deceased will suddenly somehow still be involved and present in their lives. Oh. Maybe it's like guardian angels. Oh, it,
1: oh the way there's like this, the, I don't know if archaic, that's kind of mean, but hey, this archaic tradition of praying to your past ancestors. Yes. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not, I have not validated that, but I've wondered that. Because the thing is, is angels do roam to and fro. Right.
1: We do see evidence of that yeah. in Scripture.
0: Yeah. And in the unseen realm, there are thousands of things happening around us every day. Maybe there's some sort of comfort in, oh, well, maybe if my loved one becomes an angel, that means they're involved in my mm. life. But, of course, Scripture doesn't actually teach that. And here's the other thing. When it's all said and done— we'll become greater Mm, than the angels. Exactly, it's weird. If you were to become an angel, that would be settling.
1: You literally, it would be a demotion.
0: Yes, it would be. We're going to be greater than them. That's wild. Like Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 6, 3. Context, he's talking to the Corinthians. They can't handle their own petty disputes between themselves as Christians, right? And so they're taking each other to court, acting ridiculous. And what Paul says is, do you not know that we believers will judge... Angels. Mm, Yeah. Forget becoming an angel. Believers are going to be judging angels when it's all said and done. Uh, Now, we don't know exactly what that looks like, to what extent we'll be judging them, but I think that speaks pretty powerfully. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: Here's the thing. I don't feel hmm, particularly, I'm going to say qualified. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a little (laughs) underqualified for the task. Yes. (laughs) So, it's like... Yeah, that's just
0: how I feel. But it's cool. It's very cool. So yeah. I assume
1: I'll just have the
0: ability. <laughs> that's I'm putting my trust in that. Uh yeah. I mean something's gonna happen at some point after you've died. And, right well, I exactly. mean, obviously, you know, we're gonna be made perfect. Yeah. In That probably helps. Um that sense of the term. We're gonna be we're gonna be fully conformed to the image of Christ. All of these things. Is the idea here like the judging the fallen angels from Is that the theory? So that's a nice little tangent that you brought up. Because then it's an
1: easy, it's like, hey, rebelled, sorry, bye.
0: (laughs) You don't actually have to be that wise (laughs) to figure it out. Right, yeah. So that's actually not super clear from the the text itself. And we don't get a, a ton of evidence or help one way or the other in the rest of scripture. But the prevailing theory is that... What we'll probably end up doing is exactly that. We'll be judging fallen angels and it'll kind of be like we'll be testifying to the fact like when they're on the stand that, uh, oh, yeah. Now that I can see the narrative plot of my life, if I could use that term, I now see how these demonic assaults came against me and how Satan tried to use these agents to foil me, trip me up, cause me to doubt Christ, all these things. That will be a testimony against them like, oh, yeah, definitely fallen. See you later. Damn. This is adding to your condemnation yeah. because you were trying to, uh, in the words of our Lord, be a stumbling block to these little ones. okay. And uh, better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck. Yes. And drowned in the sea. Oh, well, that is a visual. That is a visual. So that's the theory anyway. It's, it's the most prevailing orthodox theory mm, that, that I have thrilling. read. That is thrilling. That's thrilling. So, and then we read in Hebrews 1.14, just to further, I don't know, elevate the status of the human being compared to the angels. We never misuse that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they, the angels, not all ministering spirits, sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Hmm. So in other words, even now, the mission of the angels, out of obedience and love toward God, is to serve us. We are being served and helped in possibly thousands of unseen ways every day by angelic hosts at this precise moment. That's pretty remarkable. I know that's something I don't give a lot of thought to because, I mean, well, they're operating in an unseen realm. Exactly. Angels did manifest themselves in scripture, but that was rarer than... Oh, extremely rare. I think we tend to imagine. Yeah. Brings to mind actually another account in the book of Daniel of how this works. And it's hard to say whether it's indicative of reality all the time, but you remember when Daniel is praying and he prays and fasts, I think, for like 21 days waiting for an answer from God. And then it's Michael, I believe. Michael or Gabriel. Shoot, I feel like I'm I'm a terrible pastor. I can't remember if it was Michael or Gabriel. It was one of those two. Come to him and they say, don't fear, you're greatly beloved by God. He's heard your prayers. Sorry I'm late. I was battling the Prince of Persia for 21 days. Prince of Persia. So there's this... I don't know what term to use, a territorial angel, demon, who's in charge of the Persian area kingdom, I guess. I don't know. And Michael's, he's duking it no, out I with him. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And it's it's
1: hard to... I, like, I love mm-hmm. all this esoteric stuff. Like, hey, why are you fighting over his bones?
0: Yeah. Isn't that weird?
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus is like... Uh, they fail to exercise the demon. He's like, and eh, guess what? You got to do it this way. Yeah. What are you, this way? <laughs> that means there are other
0: ways. And we're not talking. Yes. I'm just blown away by that. I love yeah. this stuff. And that is all happening in a realm we cannot see. Mm. Right now, as you are listening to this, driving to work or walking at the park or washing the dishes, whatever you're doing, there are angelic and demonic powers at work all around you. Mm. And what the author of Hebrews says is the angels are ministering spirits and they're serving you at the command of God. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: That really goes to show how deep this kind of attitude of of service and servitude is in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Like how important and ingrained that is.
0: Yeah. So all that to say, that wasn't just to get into a tangent about angelic beings and, you know, the principalities and powers of the unseen realm. That is to help us see that angels are amazing Supernatural creatures. We don't become them. In in some sense, when we die, we're greater than they are. Yeah. So to actually answer the question underneath that question, do people become angels when they die? The short answer is no, they right. don't. So what actually does happen to believers when they die? Well, we actually did a whole sermon series on this. We did I last was about Easter, that. yeah, exactly. a year ago which I realized that was going to be like this strict chronological comment, but Easter last year was much <laughs> earlier in the year. and I that. Oh, the timeline. The timeline is so weird. The calendar is a strange thing. <sighs> but yeah, we did a whole series on that called mm-hmm. In Between. And mm-hmm. if you are a regular Horizons attender or a member, hopefully you remember that. So we did a whole sermon series on that. So if you want to dig into that more in depth, I'd recommend hitting those sermons up on Vimeo if you want a refresher. Mm -hmm. Or if you weren't there, missed some. We covered a lot of this material. And our first three or four podcast episodes actually dealt with this.
1: Is that so? It's it's almost shameful that I say that with a genuine question (laughs) in my eyes uh, as I'm literally checking my device right now. Yeah, uh, Heaven and Hell, Purgatory... Wow, out of body. Uh, yeah, that is um And then I talked about movies.
0: <laughs> so, is the beginning of a long and beautiful partnership. I To paraphrase, I love uh, our platform. Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca, the classic movie. Ooh, beautiful. Mm. <laughs> so, if you want to go back and check out those resources, I would recommend that. But we don't want to leave you hanging right. high and dry because that sometimes that bugs me when people are like, "We'll just go <laughs> listen to that or watch that." <laughs> It's like, okay, I will. But you you could take two minutes oh, yeah. to just say, and then if I want more, I'll go get more. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so the spirits of the believing dead go to be with the Lord in heaven while their bodies decay, decompose. We bury them, they're cremated, mm-hmm. whatever have you. Yeah. But their spirits are with the Lord. To be absent with the body is to be at home and present with the Lord, is what Paul said, which is a good thing. That is far better, again, is what he would say than being here. However, that's not our final goal. Mm -hmm. The final goal is not to be a disembodied spirit in heaven. What's going to happen is one day, as promised and prophesied in the scriptures, Christ is going to return and our spirits and our bodies are going to be reunited in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Our bodies will be resurrected just like Christ's. Was when that happens, Christ will bring to light a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells, is what the Book of Revelation says. And to go back to even uh, a recent podcast episode, who knows that maybe some of our best labors won't be carried over into the new heavens and the new earth? Right. We had talked but, about that. Yeah, recently. but that reality will be as material and real. If in some sense, even we more. don't even know. Yeah, yeah, like we don't know how to describe it, but it will somehow. Possibly be more real than what we know and see right now. Yeah, that's the fate of the believing dead. And that is what happens when I
1: hope when I'm resurrected, I lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a request. I'm going to put it out there in ether for our Uh. our Lord's consideration.
0: (laughs) That's all. Thank you. Uh, Which is a whole other interesting discussion because... Perfected forms. yeah, Yeah. What does that look like? Because Christ's body bore his scars, he still had the scars You're on You're not him. giving me hope. <laughs> this was meant to give hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like we just, we don't know what ours mm. will be like in that sense. I think also those scars serve a, like a divine purpose. Yes, yes. Know? That's a very very astute observation and, that they uh, did.
1: Bringing it back around
0: to muffins,
1: the muffin top serves <laughs> no purpose <laughs> except to bring shame. <laughs> that's
0: organic. I didn't even plan it. Uh, it's so sad. <laughs> oh, shoot. Full circle. Mm. We have come. There it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hopefully that uh, answers the question. At least satisfactorily enough for the time being. Yeah. And like I said, if, if you're interested in more of this, check out our sermon series in between. You can find that on Vimeo. Check out our first three or four podcast episodes. A book that you might read if you're really interested in this and going eh, crazy in depth isn't what I'd say, but it's it's much heavier, quote unquote, reading. Okay. N.T. Wright, my best friend. That's a joke. I had dinner with him once. Another <laughs> story for another time. Uh, N.T. Wright, the Anglican scholar, New Testament studies man extraordinaire he wrote a book called Surprised by Hope which is basically all about this about oh. new creation new heaven new earth resurrection all of that stuff it's an excellent read mm. not terribly long but it's kind of heavy hitting so yeah and if you have any questions further on this topic or anything else mm-hmm. send yeah. them to where uh, horizon nope did ha 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 podcast at
1: horizonschurch.net and you know if you have different opinions about cupcakes and muffins keep them to yourself
0: Yep, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.